last week on Grand Designs. You see a man dressed in loose-fitting clothing. This is Kendamir. He's going to be the driver. A whirlwind of water droplets begins to swirl around the wagon. And you realize that you're just surrounded by water, almost as if you're traveling beneath an ocean. Hello! Welcome to the Patchy Twat. What will you be having? I'm sorry, what? So you make your way down to the dig site. You, what are you doing on my, on my dig site? You're trying to break into the temple, aren't you? Treasure hunters, is that what it is? Has anyone seen anything or experienced anything strange near the dig site yet? In front of the main entrance, two small freestanding sections of walls. The one on the right is missing a large chunk out of out of one corner, as if it's been broken off. The Treniers have been the worst offenders. They just get somebody in here posing on the workforce, the personal work for months. And as soon as they find something good, they all of a sudden they don't show up for work, and we're missing something that we found, including, if I am correct in this assumption, she points to that the wall, the other piece of, the of that wall. wall. Yes. What would you all like to do? Go crash a party. Hello and welcome to the Rollmageddon podcast. The Grand Designs Campaign, episode number 41, sort of. Uh, we had uh, some technical problems, so this is kind of 41.5, since 41 is lost forever in Redo. time. Yes. Unfortunately, uh, that meant that I had to write a whole new game, because they already knew all the secret stuff from the last one, so hopefully they just put all that out of their head and don't remember Ten episodes down the line, something that didn't actually happen. Mm-hmm. It took my meticulous notes, so I won't. In either case, I am Jason. I am the Game Master. We have three filthy, dirty heathens here, as always, and a new addition to the group. Why don't uh, y'all just go ahead and introduce yourselves in random order? Uh, I'm going first, and I'm Sam playing Ori the Oracle. I'm uh, Ali, playing uh, Lord Bushwhacker. I mean, Carl, the elf wizard. I'm Jordy, playing Beckus Brandywine, the human bard, dancer extraordinaire. And I am Arya Speedwagon, played by my human, Shelby. All right. We will introduce Arya Speedwagon. I had to use your joke before you got here. I apologize, but they had to run into your twin brother. (laughs) In order to get a ride. So that got spoiled. We were under the gun, so we took it on the run. <laughs> Baby. <sighs> Are we going to do this again? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no, because we lost it all before, didn't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or did we? We can do was that, that last again. one? Last I think week? so. Yeah, it was last week. No. Anyway, let's see. So last time, as in the last time that actually matters, the party got a ride out of town. Uh, on the Speedwagon Express. So yeah, that was the episode that we actually already did. Went to the kingdom of Abeldane and the, into the town of Trenlin, following up on Dwerven's intelligence that an Ashahin temple had been discovered. Via the wonderful power of hopping through the elemental plane of water, you made it there in just a matter of hours rather than a matter of weeks. And then you came into town you met a dwarf and some goblins at a wonderfully named tavern. 
and then you went and checked out a dig site, and you ran into a halfling who told you about the dig site stuff, and then Beckus noticed that there was a piece missing out of a wall, and that he knew where it was, that his daddy has it in his display room, a stolen artifact of the past. Daddy. And so they were trying to uh, plan a heist to go get said piece of wall so they could bring it back, open this temple, presumably, even though it's probably filled with death and danger. But that's mm-hmm. what players do. There's treasure in there, too. Oh, yeah. There's uh, a lot of magic items in there. I'll tell you that right now. A Fat lot. All of them. I like bin. We're starting that one over. I like big boons, and I cannot lie. <laughs> nice. That was good. Nice. That was pretty good. So, you all just got back from the dig site, I believe, and uh, you were going to plan a heist. So, what exactly are you heist. doing to plan said heist? First, I'm going to infiltrate a party. Some hero points to my oh yes. heist members. I feel like. <clears throat> Jordy remembers that more than I do. You know, but yeah, I don't have to he use wants it, that so re-roll. I just cheat if I don't like my roll. Hero points. Hero points. Everybody gets a hero point. Everybody gets a hero point. And Jordy gets two for making a Very actually not lame uh, that's what, that's she, what said. she said joke the other day. <laughs> so yeah. You gotta go to a party. What's the plan? Well... <laughs> so um I've uh never really been to one of these parties uh certainly not last week. Um <laughs> sorry I had to. <laughs> I know. Um well do you guys have any ideas on how we sh- should get into this? Could we maybe fake an invite? Well, <clears throat> I would assume from knowing people like the Triniers that we will stand out if we're not wearing nice clothes. And maybe our heritage would be something to hide as well. Yeah, my parents are kind of racist. Uh, against elves? Who could be racist against elves? They're obviously way better than elves. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <clears throat> uh, we'll also need a range of carriage there as well. Could we perhaps use the same carriage we got here? In? Possibly. I don't think it's nice enough. Um, it also says Speed Wagon Express across the side of it. Yes, that <sighs> might kind stand of obvious. A, bit. <laughs> a little suspect. Well, should uh, should we perhaps look into getting some nicer clothing? Yes, and maybe a way into the party itself. Perhaps a plan of either to sneak in or to maybe forge invitations for us. I will draw out a rough outline of what a invitation normally looks like for. Carl to craft. Uh, All right. So is that your first line of attack is to get those imitations done? I pull out my writing set for him. Yes. All right. Why don't... Uh, did I make these? I think I made these rolls in secret, actually, last time. Uh, what's the... So that you didn't know whether they were good imitations or not. Shit. Ooh. What's your bonus, Carl? crafting? Uh, it is... No, it's um, deception... Society. The society check. That's uh, why you were doing it before, I believe. Uh, plus 12. All right. Let's see what I get. <laughs> oh, no. no. I don't like that. That's why is there a little giggle in that one? Anytime a DM giggles. Because I rolled so high. <laughs> All right. At 20. All right. Well. All right. So you're busy crafting away at these imitations. 
after you get those done, what's the next line of attack? Or are you guys just waiting for him to finish those, or you go off to do other things first? I will you know, go like, around for it. a carriage. Um, should we maybe go speak with our friends, the goblins, to perhaps cause a distraction? Let me just get this out or, of the way while we try it, while we tried fake sounding spontaneous. I know. <laughs> I just love it because it's literally taking y'all five minutes to do. I think it took you like 30 or 40 minutes to do last time. Are we? Are, do you guys want to do it the same way as last time? Do you want to try it the same way as last time, or do you guys want to change up how we do it? No, let's do it the same way as last time. I feel like time. the results aren't going to be the same because the rolls are whatever, so we're going to have to improv as soon as we get there. So okay, yes, yeah, since we know that one of our uh, invitations doesn't work well, um, yeah, is there any way to recognize if we have a shitty invitation? I guess I could take a look at them. Uh, or did yeah, you get I would allow. Bonus? Did you add any bonuses for me assisting him? Oh, I did not. I forgot. You'll get the. Uh, I'll say plus two. But I mean, they look pretty good. Hmm? Okay. Okay. Um, if you'd like, I can go speak to the driver about arranging a ride. If you would like to go arrange some else. clothing for you, kiddo. Or that true too? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure I can get your measurements pretty right just by looking at you, too. Uh, cool. I'll go talk to... Is there anything you want to look like? Because this is a costume party. Um, I'm fine with anything that makes me blend in the most. Fancy clothes, boring cat mask for you. Um, I want to blend, too, so I'd like a cat mask as well. Um, me too, crazy cats. Okay. That'll, that'll be easy to get. Are we both cats? Yeah. <laughs> Again. Rum tum tugger, baby. What was I what was I last time? What was Idris I trying to Elba. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Wait, was was he actually in cats? Yes. Yes. He was. Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, who to is watch Idris it. Elba's freaking agent? He's Mr. Mistopheles, I think. Um no, <laughs> Idris Elba is um McCavity. Oh, is he McCavity? Yeah, I've seen oh. this movie multiple times in theaters. Mm. Why? Because it was so good. I've never seen it sober. Yeah. I hope it doesn't awaken anything <laughs> in me. I mean, the, the musical's incredible. But. Um, so those are 55 gold points a piece so, for fine right. clothing, correct? So hold on. You are going out to get the clothing. Yes. Kyle is busy working on the invitations. And I'm going to go talk to the carriage driver guy. Kendamir? Kendamir, yep. Okay. Uh, you had a question, Ali? Yes. Uh, my question, uh, which just escaped my head. Give me one second. Um, Oh, um, never mind, don't worry about it. It'll come to me later. <laughs> I completely forgot. Dead air. Dead, Dead air! air. Say, unless one of us wants to drive the cart this time, but... Oh, I know, I kind of want to go to the party. I'm a party girl. I'm a party girl. Party girl. Meanwhile, back in Portion Grand, Shelby, a.k.a. Arya Speedwagon. It is the fourth day of Ember's Reach. Ember's Reach is an eight-day celebration of the mid-year and the time with, in which the Festival of the Moon is held. Uh, the Festival of the Moon is basically like my world's Halloween, except it occurs in what the equivalent of early September would be rather than in October. So there are all sorts of, you know, carts for food and tourists that are, you know, junk stuff to buy, you know, knickknacks and so forth, and little games where you throw balls at targets, knock people into the water, floats, people in costumes, people drunk pretty much from 
immediately when the sun goes down till all the way when the sun comes up, because that's when the festival is observed at night. You have been kind of out of work lately and rather bored. Usually you've been working with a girl by the name of Jasmine, procuring stolen goods for your employer, a fence by the name of Olaf the Axe, so named because of his sort of axe-like facial features. But just under a week ago, Jasmine abruptly abruptly left town, saying that she was going off to explore her heritage and that she might not be back for years or even decades. So then, so now that you don't have a supplier to basically procure the goods that Olaf wants, while he has been searching for new uh, burglars to go find his stuff, uh, you've been essentially unemployed. Now, you could, of course, always go back to working with your brother for Speedwagon Incorporated. You know, driving wagons back and forth, guarding people's stuff, listening to them talk about their children, whatever. However, it's up to you. What have you been doing for the last six, seven days as you're just waiting for some sort of new employment opportunity? I mean, you can always sort of murk yourself out as like private guard for travelers coming through. Um, you could, I don't know, whatever you can think of. Um, I see myself doing like private guard, but like for like elite folks, like we are here. I don't know. Maybe they're going to a party. They just want some people there. It's me, Arya. I don't want anyone interacting with me while I'm at this party. Yeah, you keep them away. Bodyguard esque. So, uh, you got a brief stint uh, with a really uh, aggressively drunk girl by the name of Tiffany Brisk. Uh, she was quite a chore. Uh, you only lasted about three days because inevitably she would just wander off and you wouldn't be able to find her for hours. It's like she didn't even care if she had a bodyguard. But, you know, you made a few bucks there. Um, why don't you make a society check real quick? So you're going to roll that 20 set of die and add your society skill. Probably don't need to say this, but Shelby is a veteran of Pathfinder 1, but not so uh, up-to-date on Pathfinder 2, so I'll probably be saying a lot of stupid shit she already knows. Uh, I'll take it all. Uh, 15. Okay, with a 15, um, you don't really manage to kind of smooth your way into any actual elite jobs. It seems like most people, particularly given the huge crowds of Ember's Reach, a lot of people just don't have bodyguards. They're just kind of doing what they're doing. Every once in a while, you know, somebody might want to guard for their party or to keep somebody off out of the private room or whatnot. But your best job is with Tiffany Brisk. Uh, you do make a whopping eight gold coins from that, which is a pretty good, uh, pretty good chunk of change. I don't remember if you're familiar since we only, you only ever played one game of Pathfinder two with us like three years ago, <laughs> but uh, all the money has been backscaled. So, in Pathfinder 1, you would get 80 gold. In Pathfinder 2, you get 8 gold. So Everything's cheaper, so you don't okay. need it. Yeah, they, they reduced the economy because it was weird for people wandering around like, here's my bag of holding. Yes. Let me get my 335,000 gold. gold coins yeah. out to purchase that item. 
like Jesus Christ, how many <laughs> yeah. pirate treasure chests do you carry around? Like how much? Like how much is that gold actually worth if you need that much of it? Seriously, at that point, you just should mm-hmm. have ingots. Just be like, how many ingots is that? Because I'm getting tired of counting these fucking yeah. coins, and they haven't invented penny rolls yet. Where do you just go by weight here? Make yeah, wait, it's, it's like again. a freaking take up like place at a roller rink arcade. Arc- we yes. just weigh those tickets. <laughs> a very exact uh, number. Yeah, I'm like, uh, shuffle them up again, real quick. Like, let's try that again. Like, I think I'm like push it down. I'm like, there you go. Like, there's the weight. There's because they'll like hang them over off the side, and they'll be like touching something. So I'm like, I know that's not the full weight of those tickets. I'm sorry, I just derailed that. <laughs> That's why I was like, right there I with like you. Those, I like those new things where like the tickets get sucked into it and they count them. I'm like, okay, I believe that a little bit more. So, it is late afternoon and you're wandering out hoping maybe you can pick up some sort of work there as uh, the sun is going to you know, gonna be going down in about four or five hours so maybe you can get something. Get a job, make a few bucks and hopefully get back to doing more entertaining stuff, you know, like stolen goods and fighting people. And then all of a sudden, you feel a pressure surrounding you, and then a sensation of like a cold, wet whirlwind twirling about you. You hear the roaring of water. Then, mysteriously, you find yourself standing in a completely different location, because this is how this works when you're in the wrong town. That's what happens when you stand too close to puddles. (laughs) Don't stand close to puddles. Uh, you look up and you can tell by the position of the sun that you uh, moved east of fairways because the sun is like much higher in the sky. You're standing uh, what appears next to what appears to be a stable and a very large like t- inn and tavern type thing. You hear sounds of movement all around you, and right in front of you, as you you kind of well, actually kind of turn to the left and you see a large wagon, transport wagon, with the Logo of Speedwagon Incorporated painted across the side. It says Speedwagon Express. Standing in front of it, you see a man. He's very large built, deeply bronzed skin, black hair hanging in short braids, loose-fitting clothing in various hues of blues and greens. He wears no shoes. He has very bright, very blue eyes. And he's smoking a pipe. And he smiles at you. says, Aria of the Speedwagon family, I believe. Uh, what is happening? Yeah, what is happening? <laughs> I think there's a little bird in here. <laughs> Will someone please silence that little bird? Well, you have been transported here via my capabilities uh, to the town of Trendlin. See, I made a deal... Uh, I'm driving this wagon, by the way. He points back to the Speedwagon Express. Made a deal with your brother that in exchange for driving his wagon and transporting some people who were in very much of a hurry, uh, I was told that if I ever have need of the Speedwagon family, that I have to call upon him, and then he shall deliver. Technically, you're part of the Speedwagon family. So I chose you instead because you're, well, your brother's not exactly useful in this sort of situation. My brother's my- an idiot. My brother's an idiot. What a drill. I wouldn't say he's an idiot. Maybe a bit naive. After all, who makes deals that are so open-ended? 
In either case, <laughs> I chose to take advantage of the situation. You can say no, of course, and I can put you right back in Portland Grand. I'll find some other way for your brother to pay up the debt he's incurred. You can go back to your boring routine, bodyguarding, looking for things to fence. Or you can experience an adventure which, if you survive, will be a tale to tell over a mug of ale. If I survive? The best adventures always come with the risk. Death. Dismemberment. What? Permanent mental damage. This conversation is giving me permanent mental damage. Can we, how, if I say yes, or can I know what I'm doing before I say yes? Well, what you're doing is really going to depend upon what the people you're working with are doing. Uh, These things are unpredictable and chaotic. Oh, by the way, my name is Kendamir. I don't believe I introduced myself <laughs> at all. And I simply never asked. Um... And my brother and my family won't be hurt. Oh, I'm not going to hurt anybody regardless. That's not my style. I might, you know, take a couple of his wagons out for a joyride. <laughs> God. Maybe, you know, kidnap some of his horses. Who knows? This is such like our father. How dare he? <laughs> How dare he? You know what? I'm going to say yes. Only because I'm interested. She said yes. She said yes. <laughs> That's me ringing an invisible bell. Well, I believe you should talk to that individual right behind you about what you're going to be do then. And uh, I will be here if you have any other questions. I have so many, but I don't want to ask them right now. I turn around. You turn around and you see someone approaching you. So and at this point, Sam, Ori, why don't you describe yourself? Uh, so Ori is kind of odd looking. Um, he definitely like takes on the form of whatever he worships. So he is like a moon oracle. So his skin is a little bit like blue, kind of like gray. Uh, he's like average height, um, dark hair, kind of like dark circles under white eyes. Um, my clothes kind of move about me as if they're like constantly like flowing, as if like a breeze is constantly blowing on me. Um, I look very like what you think like an elf oracle would look like. Um, I'm wearing like a black cloak uh, that is like somewhat like worn. And I am to most people like inexplicably beautiful because of my heritage as well. Because I am an Asimar. So I am super like pretty <laughs> i'm pretty the bitch can slay <laughs> to the gods and now Arya, why don't you describe your character well um i definitely look like a human because i definitely am i have two legs and two arms nice. and two ears and eyes all accounted for um so far they're not permanent um I am wearing, like, casual, low-key, but, like, like well-kept it's pants. <laughs> I get the feeling that you hadn't finished your character description. Well, not what I was wearing. It's, like, black. She, she loves dressing in black. Um, she likes dressing in all colors, but if she's out and about, she's dressing in black. She's looking for work. Um, I have, like, 
toasted honey skin and almond eyes and a ponytail that sits very, very high on the top of my head. Um, it's very slicked back and tight and it's long. I like to go, yeah. <laughs> do you whip it? That's that's what I have so far. I do okay. have eyes yeah. of a color. I see a human wearing human clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are you on the taller side, shorter side, oh, average? I'm about average. The ponytail makes me look deceptively around like five eight, five nine. Uh, what sort of authority does your character walk with? Like, uh, you should open the door for me, sort of authority, or like a like RuPaul, just like <laughs> absolutely. She <laughs> very, she's very like fluid, so she really molds to what like the situation is in front of her. Mm. Um, so now she's just con- kind of she's just standing there. She having like swagger. She was just transported, and then she turns around, and now there's an inexplicably beautiful person in front of her. So yeah, she's just there. <laughs> Swagger, yes, but she is. We're stunned. Mostly, she just feels like confident. Like if she's gonna do something, you just believe that's what she's gonna do. All right. So you see this person. Uh, you see Candemir standing there. Apparently, has been talking to this person. This person turns around and looks at you. Candemir takes a puff off his pipe, smiles. Not not exactly friendly. More of like a, you know mischievous. Looking smile as he tilts his pipe your direction. Uh, hello, Kindemir. I like your little smirk today. Who is your friend? Why don't you meet? I'm sure you have much to talk about. Uh, and hello. she might even have a sword to keep you from an early demise. Oh. Hello, friend. My name is Ori. Hi, Ori. I don't... What is... Who is this guy? This is Kindemir. He was our driver to this land. Not carriages of my family's incorporation. No, regular corporation. (laughs) (laughs) Are you part of this business titled Speedwagon? Some would say I am the business, but that's more my past. Right now I'm just drifting. (laughs) Like a true Speedwagon. Like a speed wagon on a lonely road. It's the only road I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, here we go again. <laughs> nice. That's the only Ario speed wagon reference that is going to get you a hero point. <laughs> I, I want to go on the record and say I made like seven or eight in a row last game. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he I know. They were very forced. Yeah. Yeah, I think you even misquoted. Yeah, no. I think you were literally reading off your phone the entire yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I got so yeah. many in there. You were cheating. Uh, Kindemir, I have come to ask for your help or your friend's help. We have a uh, rather interesting task we are trying to accomplish and would like someone to drive a carriage for us this evening. Of course. Whatever you need me for. Nice. I'll be sitting right here. What is this relationship? He is our driver, and uh, I was hoping to hire him for yet another, shall we say, interesting task. And I, shall we say, I am interested. What is the task? This task is uh, one of utmost importance, but one that also must be very secretive, but... I believe if you are a friend of Kindemir, we could use a hand as well if you would 
like to meet my fellow friends I journey with. I would like to say, I think y'all use the word friend far too loosely. We don't know each other, but I would love to meet your friends. Everyone is a friend of mine. Strangers are just friends I haven't met yet. We all bask in the moon. That's in- that is incredible, you inexplicably beautiful being. <laughs> lead me lead me to your squad. Let's go meet up with the rest of them and we'll all be friends soon. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Kendamir, is this going to be a weird friend thing? Do you know who you keep company? No, I just met the guy. Lovely. Lead the way. All right. Ori. Take my hand. These two start heading back. (laughs) Meanwhile, at Beckus, you're off to secure the carriage and the uh, high fashion. I was getting the clothes. He was getting the carriage. Oh, okay. I thought he was just getting the driver. You're also getting the carriage, the rental carriage. Oh, I just carried the driver, didn't I? I mean, I I know of a place where the carriage doors open unlike any other carriage door you've ever seen. It goes up rather than out. Ooh. Yeah. A Devorian. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was here for this. (laughs) They call that a suicide door. (laughs) Anyway, Vegas, you are going to secure the clothing and you notice something peculiar. You see nobles in the street, their wagons being pulled. It uh, looks like they were being pulled out uh, in order to basically hitch up the horses and get them ready so they could make their way almost certainly up to the Treniera estate where they could attend this Grand Ember's Reach party. However, it looks like the carriages have been turned around and they're parking them again. And you see nobles in front of some of the nicer inns uh, in Trenlin. Marching around, like, kind of, like, standing around and just looking irate and, like, bitching at their servants and, like, waving their arms about and just looking like they're generally having an unpleasant time. You see, like, several pairs of them up and down the street. Hmm. What do you do? Anything? I'll approach one of them and... Kind of suss out what the hell they're fussing about. Sussing the fuss. Make a perception check and two eaves drop. The old suss and fuss. <laughs> that would be a 26. Ooh, Alright, so you approach and kind of walking slowly by a pair of nobles without getting so close that they start, you know, yipping at you. And you hear them complaining, I can't believe this was supposed to be having an extravagant party. Making contacts and securing more of our power, and what is the, the Duke wants us to what go trudging around a filthy dig site? I just don't understand it. I don't get why. Uh, and uh, I had a wonderful costume picked out. Now, now, what is this? He pulls out this piece of paper. Wear something rugged and comfortable. What does that even mean? This is ridiculous. I'll wear what I'm going to wear. I'll attend his. His silly little middle of nowhere party for whatever nonsense. He has. I just. I've, I'm very angry right now. And this man stomps into the inn with his his uh, submissive looking and quiet wife in tow and a, a very frantic looking servant. Okay. What's going on with the carriage? 
Um, what do you mean? The noble's carriage? Yeah. Uh, they're dragging it around back of the inn to untether the horses and park it. Can I go into the alley there? And, and then? I'm going to try to charm the driver there. Okay. That's a will save. I rolled really bad. <laughs> Approximately 15. So I'm going to assume that's a loss. Uh, is that against my spell roll? Uh, your spell DC, yes. Yep, 22. Yeah, so that's a fail. So you fails. Hello, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know your name, but you, you're the spitting image of my cousin. It is you, Fredward. I mean... I think it is. What What is your name? Stop. Oh, I know oh, your Oh, stop face. being silly. I just said you look like my cousin. You're not actually my cousin. Oh, Greg. I think I would know better than that. What can I help you with? Um, you, uh, Yeah, I was just speaking with the guys out front there, and they said that they wanted their carriage moved out to the patchy twat because uh, apparently there's more comfortable clothes there. Do you think you could help me out by uh, running this carriage out front there and uh, maybe stopping in and having a nice drink on my tab? What? They, they want to take want me to take the the carriage elsewhere. Yes, oh. they said this place was not good enough. Oh, they're moving lodgings. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, you better make a deception check to lie to me, because I'm not sure if I should disobey my my lords and ladies. Deception, we lie all the oh, time. No. <laughs> and Daddy, hero point wow. spent. <laughs> it's an important lie, is it? It is. Another poopy roll. Eleven. Oh, uh, well, it seems a little odd. I, I better go ask them just to make sure that uh, you didn't get the, the facts on that wrong. They're yeah. already walking over there, and uh, they said if the carriage wasn't out there to get out to the big site so that they can get back to the party. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure they just told me do this with, uh, you know, I better, I better just go check with them. And he, like, hurries out toward the front of the building. To steal the carriages that I know I don't know how to drive. <laughs> <laughs> or to just go and get one. I like to steal. I, I do too, but I still need to get these costumes, and I can't do that if, Here's hot. if so I have a hot really carriage. Do need costumes anymore? Why? Uh, I think you missed the fact that the party has been canceled and they're all Everyone's supposed to going meet to the at dig the site? dig site. Oh, gross. Okay. Well, fuck this then. Right, hold on, I let's... thought those few were like disinvited and I was like getting a lead on a carriage. So, um, Beckus, yes. I'm going to turn around and hightail is... it to the clothing <laughs> shop. All right, I guess I don't even need clothing now. Hightail it back to the patchy twat. All right. <laughs> yes, Shelby. The name of the inn they're staying at is the Patchy Twat. <laughs> I kept thinking. It's a horse <laughs> term. I thought it was a patch of grass. <laughs> I didn't. Like it was the place a, JFK was killed. It was a listener submitted name. <laughs> <laughs> because some of my listeners hate me. <laughs> so you head back to the Patchy Twat. Patchy Twat. Ori. And Arya, as you two are making your way back around the, to the front to go into the uh, the t- inn slash tavern, 
you notice soldiers coming down the street, about a dozen of them, heading right down the street, heading east. People kind of stepping out of their ways. They appear to be the local militia guard. Um, perhaps it would be best if we uh, made a hasty retreat somewhere away from those men. Ori, are you a wanted man? No, but I found it better when you look like I do in foreign lands to stay out of the way of people that look menacing. That's smart. So we will duck into the patchy twat. All right, you head in. A uh, very thin crowd so far, except for your usual four goblins sitting at their <laughs> table, getting really, really drunk off of the cheapest ale. And the dwarf behind the bar, looking, you know, a little bit bored because his late night r- crowd hasn't come in yet. And the guards go marching down the road. Becca says you are returning. You too see these guards marching down the road in an easterly direction. I will click in my pace. All right, so you have to go past the guards to get to the the tavern. I guess I'll wait. All right, you step out of the way. They march past and just keep going. And I know that east is the river, right? Yes, it is. Okay. And keep going inside. All righty, then. So you're all now at the Pachichuat. Beckus comes in and... uh, Arya, you see Beckus for the first time. Why don't the uh, esteemed Jordy here do with the describing of the character and stuff? Fart. Gotta go back. I don't know if I actually wrote it down in the book. Oh, yeah. Here we go. All right. Beckus Brandywine is a 5'6 human bard. He has green eyes, hair that is ginger and orange, very skin, fair skin like milk. Um, and yeah, he's very lithe. He looks like what a dancer would look like. I'm wearing a fancy experimental spooky costume, which <laughs> turns out I don't need to be walking around on this damn thing. And I, uh, enter with an air of, um, I guess a little bit of urgence and uh He has two different colored eyes too, right? Yeah. A green and a blue eye. What color hair? Did you say that? Yeah. Oh. Orange orange golden. Orange. Orangey. Yeah. Alright. Beckus, you enter. You see Ori. Standing next to Ori is a woman you have not met. Hello, Beckus. Uh, we have made a new friend, apparently, to come on our travels from Kendamir. Has uh, sent someone to help us, apparently. I love your experimental costume. Thanks. It gets longer, and I'll pull a string from, like, literally, it, like, extends to, like, 40 feet of, like, fabric, just, like, chilling behind the door there, and then I'll pull the strings again so it gets shorter. The goblins give a round of applause. <laughs> Thanks, boys. I say in goblin to them. <laughs> do you speak goblin? That's me out of character. I don't. I don't think that I do. Okay. But I do need to look at my computer. Oh, I shit. definitely speak common. I don't think I, <laughs> I, don't think I had any. Good <laughs> Anywho, um, hello there. I'm Beckus Brandywine, and you are? Hi, Beckus. 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 Yeah. Beckus. Um, I'm Aria Speedwagon. Okay, so you must be associated with the company we've been uh, 
hired out to do this little business with. Okay, no, no. Yes, but no. My company does not do this. I don't know who that guy is. Um, He may or may not have killed my brother. I don't know yet. Uh, we met him before we disembarked just a day ago. Very dull boy. My, oh, a wet blanket? Looked a lot like you, actually, but... Yeah, you met him. He kept sniffling and, like, dusting the counter off and everything he touched he would, like, wipe off first. He's, he had, like, a bunch of pens in his pocket and, like, in his hair. He loves math and he's very sickly. That's it. You ha- so he is so alive. So he's alive, yes. Per- this, uh, perhaps not well. This but I don't think he ever is. This Kenemir, whoever he is, I hope your brother does pay him off because he is pretty talented at what he does. And what is that? What does he do? Uh, well, as far as I know, he's been op- opening up portals in all sorts of uh, bases of water. We traveled through a weird tunnel, and I guess we went to, I don't know, there's fishy people all outside of us. It was crazy. He made me wet, too. He made you wet. Nice. Go. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, I mean, we didn't get wet. I mean, did you actually get wet or were you like in a wet tunnel? Because we were like in a wet, bubbly tunnel. You know, I didn't ask questions. I, I, I thought to, too, but I, I also tried to discern, discern what he was saying. And I don't I'm, Do you speak any strange languages that open portals? Is that something that your business does normally? Because this guy, he's pretty legit. Not not to my knowledge, but my dad can do whatever he wants. So, um, But speaking of that debt to be paid, that's why I'm here. Do you know what the debt is? Or what are you trying to accomplish? Why am I here? <laughs> Who am I? Well, before we get started, I'd like to introduce our final friend who is probably upstairs still scribbling away, right? About this time, Carl's <laughs> finishing... <laughs> Finishing up with the I don't want to have to tell things twice. <laughs> Beckus does not repeat um, himself. I'll take my, my newly finished invitations and I'll, I'll go down to the lobby as we had planned earlier um, to right. meet. You see, as you're speaking these words, Beckus, Carl descending the stairway into the tavern. Speak of the devil and he enters. And why doesn't Carl describe himself? Sure. Carl is an elf. Um, he is real hard to place age-wise. Um, he probably looks like, you know, mid-30s, 40s, um, but there are no telling features. Um, he's got long hair that's almost vine-like. Um, it kind of just has, like, a kind of a curl structure to it. Everything about him kind of gives off uh, a bit of a tree-like vibe, um, but you don't really know why. Like, he looks kind of like a He's very human-like for an elf, um, but he definitely has a, a woody look to him. Um, uh, on his shoulder, there's perched um, a pretty decent-sized uh, cat with wings um, with iridescent color-changing uh, fur. But as you look more closely, you realize that s- most of the features that would be a cat are... Um, you know, they're not, it's not actually a cat, it's actually um, something else, but it kind of looks like a cat, and it kind of floats around and darts around, and it uh, kind of zigs and zags through the air in the square it's in, um, almost like reality kind of just, like, can't quite contain it, so it just kind of skitters from, you know, he's, he's, he's like, he's super excitable, so, uh, and that's Rufus, cross familiar. 
Uh, so I'll come down the stairs, and uh, uh, I'm, I'll, I'll join my friends and I'll introduce myself. Um, greetings. Um, I'm Carl. Uh, uh, and I, uh, what's your name? Greetings, Carl. My name is what? My name is who? <laughs> my name is Arya Speedwagon. Oh, um, like the wagon company. Like the wagon company. We really are popular. I've got to check. I gotta check what's going on with us. <laughs> Who is handling our our PR? This is incredible. Um, but yes, I'm not with Kendamir with the drippy boy who loves math. That's my brother. Ah, yes. Uh, well, uh, it's it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, are you? Uh, I'll look at um, uh, Beckus and uh, uh, are you joining us uh, on this little adventure? I know almost nothing, um, but yeah, I am here. I'm here to repay a debt. Perhaps we should fill our new friend in on what exactly we're doing here. All right. Well, first off, Carl, can I see those invitations? Sure. I'll hand them to Beckus. Mm, those look good. Nice job on that. I'm just going to huck those into the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Beck Beckus, I, I don't want to be a dick, but I spent a lot of time on those. I uh, will turn around and cross my arms in front of the fireplace, and I will s- start to proclaim. So here's the situation. It's changed. Uh, it looks like everybody that was supposed to be going to the party that we were going to steal that stone from. That's what we were going to do, is steal a big stone from a party. That would have been fun and weird. Oh, that sounds easy. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's great. It would have been fun. Who knows? But I think... What's not time, What's not happening? The party or the stone? The party's not happening. I don't know the status of the stone, but it seems like... The well, Treniers are sending everyone that was supposed to be going to the party to the dig site, and I don't know if you noticed or heard those tromping boots going by, but a whole big platoon of guards is headed eastward towards the river. Um, what an interesting twist. So I'm just... Is uh, the dig site also towards the river? Yes, it is. It's right on the crest of the river. It's a large, strange crescent-shaped temple that emerged out of the ground that was missing a piece that we needed to retrieve, and I'm wondering if it's there now. Are we to assume that the stone is now at the dig site rather than at the mansion? Well, it'll be easier to get a peek if everyone's over there now than if no one's there. At the dig site? Mm Mm-hmm. Should we send someone to scout? Uh, Rufus, uh, would you mind checking it out for us and letting us know? I will open up my familiar satchel, and out pops a little chubby red bird. She lands on my shoulder, and I say, Neota, go with the little one. And she flies out away. And Rufus says, you got it, baby. <laughs> yeah, my bird doesn't talk. It just chirps. Um, so, we thought the stone was at the mansion. And because the party is canceled, and they're going to the dig site, do we think people are going to be at the mansion? Possibly, but not nearly as many now if there's going to be no one there. Why would they be sending people to the dig site in the middle of the night when they're supposed to be going to a party? Perhaps they are trying to attempt something. Mm -hmm. That's a really good sentence. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, he's a little, he has his head in the clouds a lot of the time. You know, talk good. Do you want to try to auger and see if going to the dig site's a good idea? 
I can look into the future, but only by 30 minutes. So if the dig site is anything longer than 30 minutes away from us, I won't be able to see if it's there. Well, it is about 20 minutes away, so that would at least tell us if we see the stone that we're looking for there. Mm-hmm. Well, this course of action. Uh, yeah, wouldn't well, it merit the course of action to, of going to see if the stone is at the dig site? It wouldn't really tell you whether the stone's at the dig site. What it is going to do is say if there's if it's a good idea or it's going to be dangerous or that kind of a thing. Well, I figure it's going to be dangerous. Yeah. The spell is generally used as like, uh, hey, what happens if we go through those huge menacing doors? And you know, but do we um, have enough time to see if going to the estate would be smarter? If it would merit good results trying to stop uh, I would allow that, even though it's a little more than thirty minutes out of the way. How I mean, many how many um how many, would you prefer? How many minutes away is the dig site from where we are currently? 20. About twenty minutes. Okay. Would you prefer I look into the future at the dig site or at the mansion? How many times can you do this? I can do this up to three, three times. times. There's a there's a saying from where I'm from and it goes por que no los dos. <laughs> It does take some time, however. It does take ten minutes, ten minutes mm. for me to view the future. And well, it's not always super successful either. <laughs> it's so, it's usually times. not super successful, <laughs> honestly. Uh, I guess I should ask you, Aria. I like you. Thank you. What if we take a wagon and head towards the dig site, and by that point, the familiar should know whether the rock is at the dig site? If it's at the dig site, we can reroute. We can okay. reroute to the. If it's not at the dig site, we could reroute to the mansion and uh, acquire it. Do we have a wagon? I haven't known Kendamir long, but I believe he does drive a wagon that technically belongs to you. And from what I've known of him, I guess he dragged you here because he knew you'd be useful. Can you <laughs> do? You, do you think that'd be? Do you handle a spear or anything? A sword. I've, I've been known to dally in some pointy objects. But isn't it... That would be very conspicuous. It has... Well, if it comes to it, you know how to bear arms. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Bear arms. Stop it. Bear arms. Well, I'm two-fourths <clears throat> ranger. Well, should we take it on the run? Baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, dryly. <laughs> I know. Uh, quick question. Your familiars, you were. What were their technical orders? Sending Go them to the dig site to see if the stone was there, and then come immediately are back, ordering, or are they coming back to, to us? Yeah. Okay, so they're not supposed to hang out and wait or anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they're going to check for us, but it's trying to save some time. Mine is independently see what's going on over so there. I think if you know if the order was go see if the rock is there and come back and tell us, but I think. Mine is just a bird. Why would you think anything twice of a bird flying around? Like, I have the best spy. Why didn't you send one to one place and one to the other place? Why didn't you send one to the mansion one to the dig site? Because we think of the Because everything site. dies that goes to my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, and just childhood keeping trains. each other company. So, okay, like, if fine. something bad happens, okay. they can take care of each that other. Okay. All right. All right. So they come back eventually and give their little report. Yoda lands on um, my shoulder. There is no uh, stone at the dig site that they can see. Just the temple. However, the dig site has been overrun by about 40 members of the town militia. They have basically cleared the the diggers out of their holes and stopped all the work and have kind of pushed them to one side where they're keeping them basically away from the temple entrance. 
and they've set up a perimeter along the you know the shabby wall that was there to sort of as makeshift security for the actual members of the guild of uh, antiquities and artifacts and they've actually posted guards around there and they look like they are ready to make sure nobody gets into that site uh, rufus also informs you that there was a lot of angry yelling from a halfling woman there at the guards who were basically seem to have just taken over the site forcefully hannah right so yep hannah reynolds so the guards are keeping the Guild of Antiquities and the diggers away. Yeah, they've kind of rounded them up and cleared them off of the parts of the site and have moved them into, like, there's a like a little tent camp there where, where they keep their supplies and where they sleep at night and so forth, and they moved them all into that area and put up guards around so that nobody is, none of them are wandering around the site. So all the work is halted. And there's, like, guards around now? Yeah, there's guards posted all around the wall that's... Uh, Separates the temple from, you know, the town. Uh, how, how many guards? Uh, Rufus counted uh, about 40. Okay. And uh, this is where the party is supposed to be now? At this dig site? Not a party anymore. Some party. This feels like a trap to me. See you at the party, Richter. Well, if they're securing the ground, I would assume that they would be moving that very soon. Perhaps they are transporting it as we speak. Or about to. This just hasn't arrived yet. Um, I'd say we'd gear up, try to approach the river, sneak in somewhere around the side-ish. Not go to the mansion, see if it's there, and then go to the dig site? I'm not really worried about an inanimate stone. I'm more worried about civilians being held hostage or sequestered. So you want us to go I'd to... I'd rather secure the actual site that they are bringing us to, or potentially... I mean, I... Yeah, okay. I like that because, yeah, I don't really want bad things to happen to these party-goers, I suppose. So well, maybe go good to keep an eye on them. How so do we know this is not something they're into? That's true. It's like it's like like fetish. Uh, so like I, digger digger fetish. So we're, we're I will a, tell you that they were not happy about having to go, leave a party to go dig in boring clothes. I know these people quite well, and that's the last thing they'd want to do on Ember's Reach is so, go to a party or a dig site at night. So we're assuming for sure that they're moving the section of wall back in. Assuming something. Well, I'm assuming something, but they're taking over an area and sequestering people, so they're trying to take control of that, and I would rather us be in control of that area than them. I think it also would be wise to try to send word to someone else about this. Anyone who's trained in society can make a roll right now. Nope. Or if you happen to have lore of guilds, but nope. 16. 21. You are trained in society. Yeah, I got to figure out what what your skills are. <laughs> kind of know most of the other <laughs> the other people here. So, from your experience, you haven't really worked with, say, like the Guild of Antiquities and Artifacts, but you do know they're an independent organization that has, while headquartered in Horsham Grand, they have branches all over the place. As a person who used to drive wagons for Speedwagon Incorporated, you've had to move some of their stuff around securely in your wagons. You also know that they are very 
politically independent, very similar to way to the way like churches are, or something like the Historians Guild and the libraries, the kingdoms, the the fact that these organizations cross kingdoms gives them a certain amount of political immunity. What's happening right now with the local militia coming in and taking over the site is a huge political faux pas and could lead to some serious like political repercussions. So just the fact that it's happening is not as severe as, say, committing an act of war, but real close, like an economic act of war. Can we tell by like what the militia is wearing, like who hired them? Like, are they like in like... They are the town guard, the town militia. They're, they're the ones that patrol the streets at night. And Beckus can tell you very much that his father controls them all because oh. he is the lord of this land. They will do what he says. Um, so here's the tea, I tell them. And I go, Beckus, what was your last name again? Brandywine. As in the Brandywines? No. <laughs> no. What's your dad's last name? Chenier. Mm, do I know that you're the the son? No, if I have if no. I have Portion Grand lore. No, that's that's totally outside Portion Grand. <laughs> Where are we at? You're in the kingdom of Abaldane, which I is knew about that. three weeks travel east of Portion Grand. I knew that. I remembered as soon as I asked. <laughs> the town of Trendlin. Trendlin. Okay, never mind. Redacted. Redacted. Um, here's the tea. Uh this feels like it could be something more. Nice. I agree. <laughs> every every fiber of my being is telling me that too. I believe something would be, as they say, afoot at the site. Um, so I don't know how y'all fight, but if you think that the four I'll go get the wagon. We can get going. Let's do it. Um, to get to where they moved like the diggers and stuff from, we would have to go through the guards, or is that on the other side? Yes, it's oh, all in, okay. it's all surrounded by that small, like that barely four foot security wall that they had before with no guards, but now there are guards. So I thought um, we could go talk to Hannah and be like, "How many guards you were have, you and Ali have message? Remember that you've met her before. So long as you get into a certain perimeter of where she's at." You can send her a message telepathically. Kind of close, though, honestly. Like, message, I think, is... I think it's like 500 feet or 520 feet. feet. Yeah, I mean, you could probably... If you can see her and you're at the edge of the wall, you could probably how, reach her. How many guards were guarding the entry point? Um, there are multiple entry points across the wall. Okay. So there's, like, two dozen guards that are spaced out ac- across a wall that is close to a mile long. Because of the massive site, uh, the massive, the temp, the fact that the temple is so massive, and then all the surrounding grounds where they set up all their stuff. Okay, so there's not a so, ton of wall. No, they're just to... they're spaced out at every uh, like walkthrough area because there's breaks in the wall where workers can walk in and out. And there was one guard at each or two, just one. Okay. Um, yeah, they're, they're within eyesight of each other. I think we can just talk our way in. Um, what yeah, time is it? Message is only 500 feet, and to respond, she would have to be able to see me and be in line of sight. What if we tied like a note to your bird and had it delivered to Hannah and be like, "What's going on?" Or Rufus or, talks. Yeah. Or Rufus talks. Money walks. <laughs> Rufus Rufus talks. Yeah, we could tie a note to the bird, yes, but the bird can't speak yet, so no. But I mean, the note will speak for the bird. Yeah. 
I don't know if you guys would. Do you guys want to see what Hannah has to say about this before we go there? I think. I we mean, to go at there. least let her know that we're there. And yeah, let's. let's her crew let's... seemed like they all defend wanted to defend the site and defend her. So, <sighs> who's I... Hannah? Hannah's like the she's... leader of the yeah. dig site. Like she works she's for the, the Antiquities foreman. Guild. Uh, I, I think we might we might want to get there first, and then yeah. mm-hmm. uh, can we head towards the dig site? Sure. I. If we walk in 30 minutes, or should I go get my carriage? We'll just go out and talk to Kendamir. We already got him ready to take us wherever. Great. Yeah. Like my mother said, you can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Off we go. Dive. Are we all geared up? All yes. right, so you go. You have Ken, uh, Kendamir hitch up the horses to the wagon again and go trundling down toward the dick site. You now see that some of the other nobles, as you're making your way, you can see they're walking toward the dig site. Some of them very uh, seem very upset, and others seem rather excited. Like there's a, a pair you can see. You notice they're wearing around their necks these large, unadorned gold coins, which you know to be the symbol of the god Bolkost, who is the god of wealth and trade. They seem very excited to be going where they're going. Uh, but it's about a half and half mix. But they all appear to be going in the direction of the dig site now. I also want all of you to make perception checks. This is going to be a hard one. Six. Oh, I need to look at my perception. Ooh, I got a 27. 27. Wow, you are perceiving. Ka. Just rolled really high. Uh, what does a 17 give me? Nothing. Damn. You get nothing. You get the satisfaction of knowing that you failed. Bugger. 22. Thank you. All right. So Arya got a 22 and. 18. All right. Or you're the only one that notices as you are moving along. Now, that mansion up on the hill in the south, the Trenier Estate, is on a rather large hill and you notice as you're making your way through the village you can kind of see over the tops of these buildings and into the southern hills and you see now what appears to be a wagon making its way from the mansion three wagons in fact down the road and in your general direction Hmm. well i point this out to everyone else and i say look and point how many guards are there? How many people are with the wagons? They are way too far in the distance you for you. To, you can yeah. just see like wagon. You like, can't make lights. out anything. You just you make out lights. What are obviously carriage uh, lights? Yeah, you, well, it's not dark oh, yeah, quite yet. You're a couple of hours away from dusk, but you can make out the shape of the wagons and obviously the dust being kicked up and the horses pulling the wagons. But other than that, no details except the one in the middle appears to have some uh, like a mound on top. Like it's, uh, you know, most wagons are flat top. This one appears to have like almost like some sort of like triangular something, like something's packed on the top of it. I think those are one rock wagon in the middle and two guard wagons flanking. One rock wagon in the middle. <laughs> two wagons flanking. Um, would we like to cut off the boulder holder before we reach the dig site? Or we want to go wait at the dig site for it to be delivered? I think we should go steal the rock. We're all wearing normal clothing now, so I mean, do if any we... of you have shovels or anything that you can 
make look like tools. Uh, we could just walk right in and pretend like we're very displeased of having to come and dig. Or we could... Do you don't want to try to, like, stop this wagon from getting to the dig site? Well, isn't our goal to get the stone here anyways? Yeah, but do we want people here when we do that? Like a bunch of innocent partygoers and a bunch of militia? It's up to y'all. What do you think? Well, we can, we can definitely talk our way into the dig site. I don't think uh, a lone guard is enough to stop us from getting in. I think if we can get in and you can get eye line of sight over to like where she's at, we can try to message her and we can try to secure the place and maybe... Sure. I just... And we'd have a half an hour to try to kill all these guards and then potentially disguise all of the people that work here as guards. You want to kill 40 guards? Well, it's not going to be all four of us <laughs> killing 40 people. There's a bunch of people working on this dig site and they all have tools. I'm not saying I want to kill 40 guards, but I will. Would like to try. I, mean, I have to. You got to look at it more as like, are we going to kill 40 cops Yeah. in exactly. the town that the cops work in? Yeah, that's exactly. the same modern day equivalent of what you'd be doing. These care. are in the town militia. Here. They are officiated by the king. They are led by the lord of the land. Maybe we just go watch and see what happens and lay low. Like, make a society roll to see if any sort of lineage can supersede any orders. I don't even know what I'm trying to roll for. Like if you could give them. If orders. I went there and been like, I tell you guys to leave. Uh, go ahead and make a society check. See what you come up with. That's really dumb because it's super low. But <laughs> do you even know who I am? Come do you on, know who my 20. father is. He won't be happy when he hears about this. No. Nope. <laughs> All right. Uh, you rack your brain, but you can't think of anything. You know that your father uh, can tell them what to do, but even your mother can't, just because of the way you know the patriarchal sort of hierarchy works. Within the kingdom, so yeah, I'm the firstborn son. Yeah, you'd have a hard time right proving that. One. <laughs> you know, I'll show them the big old mole on my butt cheek that was across <laughs> the land. It's the mole of legend. It's the baby mole. He has the trenier mole. It's shaped like a wine glass. <laughs> I don't hate the idea of going and laying low. Yeah, I'd say either my vote is to go lie low if you guys don't want to hold off the wagon because we could also go. But I'm assuming the cops are pulling the wagon or like guarding the wagon too. Mm -hmm. But so. if he if he gets here with all the wagon guards in addition to the forty guards, we're looking at a much harder. Well, I mean, our objective is to get the stone to the place anyway, so maybe we just let's just sneak in and wait. Yeah, let's just lay low and see what happens. I can chill. Yeah, uh, we'll head towards the dig site. Okay, you head towards the dig site. Uh, there's a large open area between the town itself. And the dig site. So do you want to kind of hang out at the edge of town, like in the industrial zone, you know, where you have buildings for cover? Or do you want to try to approach closer than that? Because your our... level of stealth drops dramatically as you start to cross toward the dig site from the town itself. I thought our intent was get the, to get the carriage kind of close to where it was and then walk the rest of the way. Yeah, like look like party, like the other party goers. Okay, well, you're definitely not dressed like the other partygoers. They put on simple clothing, didn't they? Oh, yes, you're right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I gotcha. You will um, still have to do some uh, performance checks or deception or some other sort of sneaky I, check. I pull out uh, my trusty shovel and my trusty little uh, 
crow or you know, crowbar out of my bag. <laughs> I have a small tool and a large tool. You never know when you need things, sweetheart. <laughs> I pull out my long and short. Oh, I have two short tools, so you everybody gets a tool. <laughs> you get a shovel. You get a shovel. Um, I will pull out my fifty feet of rope from my adventurer's pack and like sling it over me, like wrapped style. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it looks like I got like a rope. All right, and when are you approaching to get into the site? Are you waiting till dusk, or are you wa- aren't there people you walking just, there already? Yeah, we'll like blend them with the yeah, they are. We'll I like, would say we should like get in like midline of like not in front of them, but like behind. Them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just sort of blending into yeah. the generals. They're they're very they're very spaced out. Yeah, sporadic. Mm-hmm. So just so long as we know that there's another group ahead of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to get close enough to hear. I don't think you need an invitation to the dig site. I feel like if you have a shovel, that's the end by it. Well, none of them have shovels or tools of any sort. He said that they had to wear simple clothes and bring shovels. No, he said wear simple, rugged clothing. And then they were very confused about what that meant. Oh. I'm still going to rock the rover on my... I'm doing it. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I'm just gonna. You could have stopped me when I started pulling out shovels and tools. From there. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck but... you guys are doing? You have all sorts of weird ass plans. I, thought I just let you are roll. going to like dig like crazy people in the night, like fucking Langolier style. Or... You really think they get these nobles to lift the shovel? Even your father, maybe, has that kind of power. But... If they want a place to stay and land to call their own, mm. yeah. <laughs> anyway, you approach, and one of the guards stops you. Uh, first of all, why don't you all make perception checks to see what you notice along the way. 25. Ooh, nat 20. Nice. Also a nat 20. Oh, double Making that a 30. 18. All right. Well, between the four of you, you notice all the things. <laughs> Look. <laughs> so, thing number one. As you're finally arriving at the wall, the carriage... Uh, the trio of carriages that came down from the Trenier estate. You can see them rolling in through a southerly uh, road system that's been built to accommodate people going in and out of the archaeological site. You see that the carriage in the middle is uh, like a transport carriage, like the Speedwagon one, where there's no windows or anything to it. It's just made to hold something. And atop of it is a giant mechanical arm, like a wooden arm, like a winch of some sort. The carriage in the back, you can very much see the head of Lord Trenier, or at least Bacchus recognizes him, and Lady Trenier, and a couple of servants. You also see uh, a one face that's kind of looking out the window, uh, a man who, uh, the way I like to describe him is, imagine a much taller and more balding version of Boris Johnson. <laughs> He's got like messy hair, kind of a grumpy looking face. And appears to be wearing scholar's robes. And the front wagon uh, appears to be loaded with your house guard. You can see about probably six or eight of them crammed into the interior. Another six of them on top. A couple hanging off the back. A few crammed onto the benches. And they roll through into the archaeological site. The other things that you notice. A lot of the nobles are showing their invitations when they approach the guards at the wall. (laughs) However, you quickly realize, due to your wonderful natural 20s, that the guards barely look at the imitations. They just kind of look at what they're wearing, and then they wave them through. They just The guards look like they give two shits about the imitations. One person even walks through and like has one imitation for like, 
three people and the guard just yeah waves them through. So they don't appear to be really checking security as long as you seem to fit the bill. So you're guessing that they're probably going to be fairly easy to sneak by? I will pull three pieces of paper out of my bag of holding and just fold them in half and disperse them. <laughs> okay. Just in case. Doesn't need any writing. Four. Four. <laughs> Did you forget about your new companion already? <laughs> what? <laughs> I said four. There's four people. Here. No, you said three you said at first. first. I said four. No, you said three. <laughs> I said four. I can play it back. I have evidence. Do it. It was three because I, I was imagining okay. one of us just not having one just and like, just being uh, like, there's a blank. Okay, whatever. Four. <laughs> In either case, you walk up to the guard, guarding his tiny little, what you like, might not even correctly call a gate. And so it looks you up and down. What? What kind of wave the papers at him? Mm-hmm. So are you all here for all that? Mm. Yes. Let me make a perception <laughs> check. Will there be hand sandwiches? <laughs> is this where the party is? Are we rolling perception? Or is it? No, you? I was making a perception check. He's kind of like glancing over at y'all. Looks at the two elves in the group. Oh fuck my fuck! I. <laughs> I I notice the noticing and I just kind of posh I don't posture up I just kind of like ask is there a problem officer <laughs> Are you trying to be intimidating with a voice like that <laughs> No I'll say uh is there an issue Uh nah, nah, go through <laughs> He waves you through This is my costume I didn't have time to take my makeup off that's what I oh, thought. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. All right, and you are all in the dig site. What's the plan? Or should I say, what's the lack of plan? What's the improv? Because I know how much y'all love improv. What's everyone else doing right now? Yeah, where are the where are the workers and Hannah? The workers and Hannah are well. The workers have all been kind of moved to the area where all the tents and the, the work sheds and all that are. There's some guards there, kind of keeping them away from being able to wander. Uh, about half of them don't seem to care. They're just sitting down resting because they've been digging all day. The other half look agitated. Hana is still near, eh, somewhat near the front of the temple and just ye- having a very heated exchange with what appears to be the captain of the guard who's trying to calm her down. Uh, I'd like to head over towards the commotion. All right, you head over toward the commotion. Um, the rest of you? Uh, follow. All right. Any dissenters? I don't dissent. All right. You all wander. You wander up, and as you're approaching, you can hear Hana screaming about the the Guild of Antiquities and Artifacts will be dealing with this one. They're not going to be having you just come in here and take over the site. And the guard responding with, by Lord Trenier's orders, this site has been seized. And will remain seized until further notice. Nothing you can say is going to change that. You can file formal complaints with the king, with your guild, whoever. That's enough. I'm really sick of hearing you yelling at me. Um, I'd like to approach them. The captain of the guard turns to you and just glares. What do you all want? You're supposed to meet in the front of the temple. Head down there. Ah, uh, I was hoping to speak with this this individual briefly. Um, 
Lord, Lord Trinia said I, I, I would have the run of the site. Um, what do you mean you have the run of the site? You're supposed to meet down at the front of the temple. Um, that's for the party goers. I am a temple expert. Um, <laughs> Make your deception check. Fails these every time. What'd you get? 18. I'm going to re-roll that. You <laughs> mm. fell twice in a row. <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast Charm. <laughs> All right. I will make a will save for the Captain of the Guard. What does he got here? Plus, he's a Captain of Guard. Plus 12 to the roll. You got a 25. <sighs> yeah, he knows I did it. Uh, he knows I did something, but he doesn't know that I tried to charm him. So what kind of nonsense is this? And he starts snapping his fingers and calling out to the other guards around him who all begin swarming on the area. you got about six guards moving in on your position. Um, what kind of nonsense is this? What kind of nonsense is this? How dare you question me? I have been brought in from Portion Grand to study this temple, and here you are telling me that I... The honored guest am not allowed to be here. And you bring these men. Uh, please, tell them, Beckus, uh, this, this, before this fool man gets himself into trouble. He turns towards you, Beckus. What have you got to say? Your friend here seems like he's dripping shit. You have anything better to say about this? Before we remove you from the premises? I will cast charm. Oh, oh my, my god. god. <laughs> So, another will save for him. I rolled a 30. Oh, my God. Uh, he's not a oh, You're trying the same old trick, are you? Guards. I, I step in, and I'm like, I believe there's been a, a misunderstanding. There's something misunderstanding about this. The guards and have their swords now leveled at you all. I am going to roll a Portion Grand lore check to try to back up his like claims like of being sent from there and being like, here's the... Here's the thing. Here's who sent him. I give him like the credentials that I remember, uh, all that stuff. I was supposed to send. Can I? Can I roll that? Or do I do? Does that lore? Is that deception? Performance? I'm performing. What's your bonus to the portion grand lore? Nine. Wait, eleven. What's your what is your bonus to deception? Eleven. Okay, just make a roll and add eleven. Okay, since they're the same One thing. Okay, that's that twenty-eight. Not bad. He's listening to you, and it, he just seems confused by all the things that you're saying, as if none of them really make sense. And then the halfling Hana pipes up and starts basically supporting this. By using the information that you're feeding out. And start saying, yeah, we, we're bringing these people in to study the temple. And they're the, they're the experts. Before you interrupted all this, I mean, they're a day early and everything. You're, you realize you're all a day early. Now you have to walk into this sort of mess. Lord Trinier just flexing his muscle and taking over the dig site. Um, thank you. Thank you, friend. Um, it, I feel so bad. I was supposed to send further notice ahead of us, but I simply forgot. So thank you all. God bless us all. At this point, I, I just, I just, I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> In my own head. 
And so I just kind of... <clears throat> and at this point, the captain says, well, if you're with them, and he kind of not uh, like gestures toward Hana, you're with them, then you're over there, and he points toward the area with the tents and the storage sheds and everything where all the other workers are being kept from the site. And the guards start hurting you in that direction. If the Lord needs you, he will come and get you. Until then, you stay over there, out of sight and out of trouble. Let us pray your guards haven't activated any of those ancient wards we've been told about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to charm him again. <laughs> I don't think you can do that. No, he doesn't get immunity. I just read the spell. Oh. You're going to charm him again. Well, right. I mean, all my savings. Are you going to burn I feel through like all every your Every time we do it, it increases the difficulty too. I don't think so. It doesn't say it. Well, it's going to increase his piss offedness. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's okay. I don't want to get murdered. So you had two charm spells ready? I did. All right. Um, actually, I was just going to recast the one, but I do have two prepared. Uh, yeah, I'd like to. I would like to recast rather than burn them. Okay. Natural twenty. All right, well, he knows. He knows that you cast Charm on him. Probably. He turns, he draws his sword and aims in your direction. Um, Try any more of these tricks, and I will order my men to cut you all down here. Uh, please forgive my charming friend. He can't help but to just be charming. And and your your name, sir, so I can remember it. What's your badge number? I don't need to give you my name. Ah, I'll just remember your face. Good. Move. And they heard you over. If you just liked him, you could have just told him. You're so damn charming. <laughs> um, I'll ask Hana what she knows of like what's been going on. See if she has any other information about these people taking over the dig site. I have no idea. They just show up. The guards. We have political immunity. We're an independent organization. The king can't just Come in here and do this. But I don't suspect this is the king's doing. This is Lord Trenier's doing. And whatever he's doing, he thinks he's going to, what, open up this temple and collect all the riches in it. Well, the that... king's going to be pissed about that one as well. This will, this will all sort itself out in time. I appreciate you trying to help. But once the king hears about this, then uh, the hammer will come down. Do you think that's what Lord Trenier is trying to do, is open the temple? Well... I would suspect so. Why would he take such a ridiculously reckless political move? I guess, should we let him open the temple is what I'm asking you, Hannah? I don't know. From what you all said, that opening the temple might be a bad idea. Especially for those that don't know what they're doing in front of innocent people. Uh, do, you well, th do you think he brought the nobles here to use them in some sort of ritual? Seems like a great way to consolidate one's power. I have no idea. Uh, Becca, so I'm going to have you make a perception or society your choice. Perception. <laughs> and there goes the last of Becca's hero points. Your perception rolls. <clears throat> Not doing so well. That's fucking cocked. <laughs> Stop <laughs> using that tape. 28. You've been to a lot of your father's parties when you were younger. One thing peculiar about the nobles that you've seen so far is that 
well before your father generally would cater to the old and powerful, those who had very firmly established their power bases and basically, you know, coddle up to them and use them as contacts and allies. Most of the nobles that you see here are all on the younger side. Like, the oldest person you see is maybe early 40s. As if he's addressing a different sort of power base. A bunch of perhaps up-and-coming people. Some of them don't even necessarily look like they're nobles, so much as maybe powerful merchants or up-and-coming merchants. So that strikes you for some reason. Like the partygoers themselves? what you're saying or the yes yeah uh like i said his father so normally is surrounded by people. old people who have power and wealth these people appear to be younger with less power and less wealth so this is like the b team that you invite like the or he's looking to upset the existing fusion of you or he's upsetting the existing power structure that exists in the land and wants the you know what i mean if you're going to overthrow the king you probably want all the young powerful nobles mm-hmm. behind you Guess we'll find out. So, is getting into the temple not just walking through a door? Oh, um, so from what we know, um, there are two walls that led up to the temple. The temple appeared out of nowhere a while back. Um, so there was no temple, and then all of a sudden there was a temple. Uh, Hannah can tell you some more. Um, but there's like a section of wall with like a spinny bit um, that's half spun. And there's another section of wall on the other side, opposite, with a spinny bit. Uh, one side is the life tree, and the other side is the de- the death tree. That... Uh, it's uh, yeah, essentially. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so the the spinny bit that um, Duke Trinier has is like half spun and locked. Um, and so we have reason to believe that if the spinny bit is returned to the wall, uh, completing the wall, and then spun. Uh, in such a way so that it matches the other side, uh, the temple might open. At least that's the working theory. But um, Hannah speaks up at this point. We also discovered that the entire temple is just covered with layer upon layer of protective magic. So either to ke- we haven't figured out whether it's to keep the temple from aging. This temple we, we reckon is 3,000, 4,000 years old. It looks brand spanking new. The other theory is that the protective wards and spells that have been cast on it are there to keep something that's in from getting out. We just don't know. Hmm, that is tricksy. And I'm assuming we've thought about this, but there are no windows? Mm-mm, not a single one. Just the, the doors that lead through the front. Uh, the temple, as you can see, is still over half submerged in the ground aside from the front that we've managed to dig out. So we don't know if there are perhaps more entrances or windows that are lower down uh, near the base of the temple, but definitely not on the top. I'm asking for a friend, but is a wall an easy thing to steal? I don't understand what you're asking. Would you like to steal the other section of wall? Not me. No. Would, Would... My friend was just hypothesizing about relocating a thing. Well, the wall's in there pretty solid. And I don't imagine you're going to really get it too far, if that's what you meant. 
Is the wall not here? Well, the walls are out front of the temple. Right. But the piece of the wall is what, yes. what uh, Lord Trenier has. Now she's speaking. You can see now from your vantage point, the carriages, the three carriages, have pulled up in front of the temple. Out of the back one steps Lord Trenier and Lady Trenier. They begin, well, Lady Trenier begins mingling with all the nobles and trying to calm them down as they all seem, you know, a little bit agitated, or a lot of them seem agitated. And Lord Trenier and uh, the man who you saw, the scholarly-looking man who steps out now with him, walk together to the center carriage and start directing the people who are driving the carriage who then open the back and then they unhook this winch at the top and start lowering it around the back and you can see them climb uh, some of the workers climbing in and sort of moving something toward the winch if we wish to stop them we do it now or we do it never yeah just, let's do it we're going to stop them from putting this stone in place or are we just going to watch and see what happens after they place it there how far away is the winch from where i am oh distance from here to there um it's pretty far out because that's the center of the temple. I would say five, six hundred feet. Ooh. Couldn't we just wait for the door to open and then visibility sphere into there? Uh, Do you have any of your invisibility spells? Though? I have. Uh, no, I have exactly the same spell load okay. as last time. So I have invisibility sphere. Uh, I have an illusory object. So um, yeah, we can. We can. Uh, do you want to try and sneak in with invisibility sphere? Or uh, how, so was that guard that stopped us? Is that the only guard we could approach to get to the other area? You mean at the wall? Uh, no, the one that the one that the captain that didn't didn't like uh, that didn't. There are guards room. roaming here and there, and now down by the actual doorway itself are about two dozen of uh, Lord Trinier's private guard, or should I say, Duke Trinier? I don't think he's technically a lord. I don't remember how that works. Um, okay, so, so there's about two dozen guards down there that are house guard. Uh, the captain of the guard is now down there, and there are soldiers, you know, the militia, stationed here and there, basically at vantage points, just keeping an eye on the site and making sure that nobody goes where they're not supposed to, and that there are also about eight guards surrounding your little encampment area, making sure that none of the, uh, none of y'all and none of the other diggers goes anywhere. Well, <laughs> I mean... We can just watch and see what happens if you guys want. Uh, it's 500 feet away. No, we should get there. We should get, let's get closer. Okay. Um, how how spread out are the guards around where we're at? Uh, they're pretty well spread out. Uh, we'll approach. Can we approach one? Who looks like the... the uh, can, I, can I make an observation to see which guard looks like they might be um, not as smart as the others, maybe? Or not as perceptive? <laughs> make a perception check. I'm looking, sure, for the, I'm looking for the Cletus of guards. Uh, how about a 21? All right, you see one that just kind of stand in there, like yawns. Um, we'll approach him. Looks bored. Yawns, he say goes, no he more. He turns around yeah, quickly, this pike in hand. Ugh, there's, there's no you need. You gotta stay in the circle. Uh, excuse me, there, there's no need for that. We're we're actually supposed to be at the party. I'm, I'm not sure how we've gotten stuck. No, you're this. not. Uh, we are. Um, no, otherwise you wouldn't be in there. Well, there's there's been some sort of misunderstanding. One of your one of your associates want, walked us over here, and I just I saw just... the captain put you in there, and he seemed really angry at you. So no, but, you can't uh, fast talk me. I'll charm him. 
That's funny. Charming the shit Jesus. out of Charming guards all around. <laughs> That's all I ever heard. Uh, roll the 25. <laughs> uh, he makes God, it. He was supposed to be stupid. He was. I rolled really fucking high. Uh, I'll pull out a scroll and charm him again. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey, what's that piece of paper? No. That's that's some sort of proclamation. That's it. <laughs> we try to charm him again. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. Oh, okay. There you go. All right. You got him. He rolled that a nine. My, that was my last charm, so uh, hopefully everyone likes us from here on well, he out. He rolled a nine. Is that a crit? That's a crit. Okay, failure? All right. Yes. Uh, he's super helpful for, I think, 24 hours. So my captain said you're supposed to stay in there. It's for your own safety. Uh, it's, it's, I'm supposed to be down there. I'm supposed to be advising. Uh, these temples are extremely dangerous. Why do we need to be keep, keep kept safe from? Um, I don't know. They didn't tell me that. How do you know you're safe? I'm just then? a guard. You're not just a guard. Guards are the backbone of this society. You are everything to the protection of this site. That's what I tell my wife, but she just says I'm a drunk. Uh, w- would you mind leading us over there? Um, we're, we're uh, I don't know. I mean, these other guys might 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 get mad at me. I mean, if you escort us back to like where we should be, like no uh, harm, here, no foul. Um, and I'll pull out a note and I'll write a note. Uh, a doctor's note. A note that says, um, "Please excuse." Um, but what's your name, sir? My name? I don't know. I didn't write it down. I didn't expect you to talk to any gods. Schlemo. <laughs> uh, Remus. Um, please excuse um, Remus. Do not be upset with him. He was um, charmed. M- merely, <laughs> merely performing his job above and beyond. Uh, and uh, should be commended. Signed, Carlatus the Great. Well, I suppose if you have an escort, then it can't be bad, right? I mean, if they tell me to just put you back, then I'll just put you back. Absolutely understood. Um, if you would just take us. All right, come along. Oh, there's our friends over there. Lady Penny, take us that way. <laughs> Not towards the guards up front. Wait, what now? I don't want to like get like directly. Are we getting directly up front there? Like, no, he's walking you toward the front of the temple to see what's going on. Okay. Oh yeah, um, I guess around this side. Okay, um, I'm having a hard time picturing where we're at. Yeah. It's like yeah, a it's it's like a shape, crescent. Right? So you have like a okay. river, and then it's like a crescent that's like not quite touching the river on either side. Then you have this encampment that you're walking down from around okay. one edge of the crescent, and then back. You know, so you're making your own sort of curved line back toward the front of the temple where the two doors are. As you make your way down, you see this whole thing unfolding. As then also the sun is just starting to go down. The giant piece of wall that you recognize all too well has been loaded into the winch. And they're maneuvering the wagon over toward the wall in order to settle it into its place. At this point, Duke Trinier is speaking to his partygoers somewhere. Where's my speech? Speech. Dearly beloved, we have gathered here to celebrate this thing called life. Dearly beloved. Speech. Die. Thank you for all being here. And exposing me to your lifeblood. Your sacrifice means nothing, but it means everything to me. 
Goodbye. Not quite. Not quite. He speaks. He says, you're all wondering why I brought you out to this pile of dirt, this ancient temple. Because I, and this esteemed scholar, he gestures to the Boris Johnson-looking motherfucker next to him, Ernesto Vimaran, have determined through painstaking research that within this ancient temple contains secrets, not just treasure, but knowledge. Knowledge about the nature of immortality itself. You may laugh, scoff at the notions of immortality, but even then, if this secret does not exist, and I assure you it does, by our research, it does. There is also, by all accounts, much treasure in here. For this was a vault of sorts. For an ancient empire said to contain hundreds of thousands of silver coins, each one as large as your palm. So, either way, we are coming out of this ahead, rich or unaging. And together, we may change the face of Abildane itself and perhaps even the surrounding lands. Perhaps each one of you in time will become a king of their own kingdom. There is risk involved, but the reward is worth it. And then he gestures to two people that you saw while riding down the street and passed them up. The two that have these large golden coins around their necks, symbolizing that they worship God of trade and wealth. It says, Earl and Countess Eusubon, your divine hands will cause the gates of this temple to open. And then we will take the riches from within. Please step forward. You see two people step forward. Earl, Yusubon, like, it looks like he's in his early 40s, kind of a balding, big bushy beard. And his wife, mid-20s, bright red curly hair. They step forward. And as they're stepping forward, the piece of the wall is leveled and set down upon the other piece of the wall, where it was once broken away from. You see the symbol, the disc of the life tree unlocks and slides to where now both the life tree symbols are pointed toward the river and then the inverted symbols are pointed towards the temple. So at this point, you're about 200 feet away. Do you wish to do anything or just watch? The guard's just kind of chattering away as you go in. Oh, it looks like they're doing something interesting over there. Uh, If his attitude is helpful to us, does that mean he would obey a command? Uh, as long as it doesn't put him in danger, yeah. I believe that's the rule. Okay, so listen, I need you to I need you to run back to the archaeological dig site, and I need you to convey a message to somebody named Hannah. Um, well, I'm supposed to escort you. We're gonna have to find somebody else to escort us. Um, don't worry, I'll I'll find another guard. I I need to. The Duke needs to be informed of something, and I I'll tell him myself. But I I need you to tell. Uh, Hannah, that they've returned the stone to the wall and are turning the symbols. Um, and it's absolutely integral. Um, please go. Oh, all right. If you say it's that important, he runs off. Um, and I'll look at everyone. Um, should we turn invisible and sneak in? Uh, How long 
Yeah. Ten minutes. Has anything else happened besides the symbols turning? Well, right now, the the two uh, priests are stepping forward with their hands out to touch the symbols. You now notice as you've gotten closer, closer that the river itself, a channel has been dug from one part of the river to the other in a crescent shape to where the channel passes directly next to the wall. And the two priests uh, of Bel- Belcast, I believe it was, mm-hmm. step forward and remove their shoes and place their feet into this running water as they reach up to touch these symbols. Uh, invisibility sounds fun to me. Uh, we're not We're not uh, with all the other people, right? We're step slightly off to the side. Yeah, nobody has noticed you yet. Although um, you're getting closer and closer to where the guards are, though all eyes are like just locked on whatever's going on. Is spectacle. the shield spell visible? Invisibility sphere. The shield it. spell? I... Is it visible or intangible? Uh, it's intangible. It's it's a it's it's invisible force until it yeah. interacts with the object. So the object, like it would look like a waver in the air, but there's nothing. I'm wary of this. I'd like to cast shield in case there's any sort of like. I'll cast in, I'll cast invisibility sphere on everybody and uh, let them know that they need to remain within the distance. But I'll widen it. So I'll widen it when I cast it. Using my widen wizard spell oh. feet that I've never used. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so it's... Uh, I think it extends it by five feet in a radius effect. If it's a radius effect, I think it's five. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it's more for just so that we have a little more mm. flexibility. I don't think yeah. it's going to matter. But um, yeah, so we right. have uh, yeah some space. You cast the spell. Everyone goes invisible, except for you can see each other. Now, do you... Just continue like your sort of casual walk up there. Are you going to try to hustle? Um, any be, any change like, of attitude? Should we try to be like the first people in if it opens? Should we be sneaky and so, be off to the side? So I'm just thinking like what if it opens and then it closes as soon as like someone walks into it? You know what I mean? Is there a visible place for a door? Like a place? What? Is there like a temple door? Like a visible temple door? Like if something would open... Wait, yeah, I described that in detail. Yeah, in a previous episode, could we get could we, we could we get close could we get close to right next to where the door is, like sneakily? And is the uh, door? Yeah, it's not open. Correct. Not yet. It's a okay. large, very it's large set of okay. double doors. Uh, each door is ten feet wide and about fifteen feet tall. Okay. And they're carved with these really <laughs> old uh, pictograms depicting like important looking people. Lots of imagery of water. Uh, the rest of the temple is unadorned, no carvings at all. I say we try to be the first people in and then shut up behind us if we can. Okay. You immediately begin double-timing your way towards the temple doors. Uh, you get about 100 feet closer before the hands of these priests touch these discs. The discs glow and then begin spinning slowly until the symbol, the inverted symbol of the life tree this, this perverted symbol of death faces towards the river and then the actual life tree faces towards the temple. And then you see these large doors just open, barely even a sound, as if they're just well-oiled or well-manufactured, that they have stood the test of time. As they open, the duke snaps at some of his nearby house guards, and about a dozen of them form up and start moving toward the door of the temple. They each have lanterns in their hands and swords out. 
You can just see darkness inside the temple because the sun itself is going down uh, and the the door to the temple faces the opposite direction of the sun. So you can see the sun kind of cresting behind the temple itself and it blocking your vision even further. I think we should get behind them. Could we beat them if we tried to? Like if we really hurried up there, could we beat them in? Or are they like too far ahead of us? Uh, they're right there next to it. So it looks like they're going to get in there first. Uh, I'll say you guys hustle up as fast as you can. You're kicking up dirt now, so people are starting to hear things and like look around them. You like pass right next to a noble who's like, what was that? Did you hear that? And of course you're leaving, you know, boot tracks in the dirt and the sand around you. Um, I think we should let them go in first as shields and we can just roll up behind them. Okay. Sure. Just in case. Just in case. Operation Human Shield. <laughs> Absolutely. It's yeah. one of my favorite operations. <laughs> yeah, right. Meat Shield. Meat Shield. I suggest we just follow them closely. Okay. Could, okay. We, could we stealthily follow the guards right in closely? Yeah, I'm going to say, like, with everything that's going on, and then the the roar of the river behind you, you probably you don't even really need to make stealth rolls. You just, if you move quiet enough, nobody's really going to notice you. None of these people are really expecting an invisible infiltrator, so they're not, like, looking, being, what's going on? Oh, listen, quickly, yeah. God, I wish I had a bag full of goblins. <laughs> <laughs> that is a reference to the lost episode. <laughs> so you're stepping up. The guards enter. They pass through the archway of the door. The vestibule? Is that it? Vestibule. The vestibule? That yeah. it's a door thing? Mm-hmm. The door jam. The, <laughs> the fancy-ass fucking stone door jam. Into a chamber, and you can now see their lanterns lighting up the interior of this chamber. The chamber looks like it goes from the floor probably all the way to the roof, like 30 feet up. You see pillars on either side. The chamber itself looks like it's very, very wide and uh, to such an and uh, very, very deep as well. To such an extent that it needs these very large pillars to support uh, its general, you know, engineering makeup. And then you hear sounds coming out, echoing from the chamber. Screeches. The guards immediately start reacting. And you see them kind of back to back, as if they're being approached from all sides. And then you see coming out of the shadows, creatures with gray, bluish skin. Beckus, Carl, you immediately recognize them because you fought them before. These are ghouls. Ghouls. Ghoul, please. <laughs> Goblins. Ghouls. Um, can I can I make a recall knowledge check or something to see um, what I know about ghouls? You can. Uh, do they see invisible? That's really what I want to know. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you recall? Sure ghouls are mindless creatures. No, it's a uh, religion check, by the way, to recall knowledge. Oh, okay. On undead creatures. 26. They do not see undead. They see in the dark very well. Or they, I'm sorry, they do not see invisibility. They see in the dark very well. Um, you watch these ghouls fall upon these guards. And you can see the ghouls are wearing what look to be well-preserved robes. Looks like maybe like alkalite or ne- like neophyte robes, some sort of like lower religious position. Uh, they have long, jagged claws, real sharp teeth, and they just pounce upon them. And they the guards start fighting back and stabbing, and the, gu- the ghouls claw them and you see the guards start to stiffen as they're paralyzed by the ghoul's venom and about half the guards fall instantly 
And then the rest immediately begin to try to retreat. But the ghouls are too fast for them. They just begin jumping. They actually kind of crouch and leap on top of them. And about how many ghouls do we see? Uh, you see about a dozen. Okay. A uh, few look like they have fallen to the swords of the, the guards, but the guards were completely unaware and ambushed. We're inside of the antechamber now? You are not. You're like about 20 feet away. You can go in at any time. You're going to run right into a pack of ghouls and the guards if you do, though, because they can't see you. They'll run right into your ass I, unless you dodge out of the way. Um, let them run out and <laughs> yeah. see if the ghouls follow, and then we go in behind. Okay. Uh, can we stand kind of by the door? And... Yeah, you can stand to the side of the door. Mm. And you watch as the guards come. You know, only two guards make it to the actual door and come running out with about a dozen of these creatures behind them. And as the creatures cross, cross the threshold of the doors, you see they start to wobble. And what you see is all, they just kind of come flooding through. They don't even have a chance to stop themselves. But as soon as they cross over, they start to wobble, and it looks like they're just gripped by a sudden ripple of time because their skin immediately begins to just slowly turn to ash. And as the ash melts away underneath the muscles, just begin to sort of decay and fall apart and slough off their body, hitting the ground and just decaying away into sand. Their bones crumble into dust. And this all happens within a matter of seconds. The whole pack of them just rapid ages and just falls into a big pile of dust, sand, and ash. Time to go. Let's go in. Yeah. All right, you go rushing in through the doors. Behind you, you hear the nobles are freaking out. The other guards are freaking out. And Duke Trinier is going, don't worry, don't worry. There's expected to be protections on these sorts of things. We'll get the priests out here. They'll clean them up. And we'll get our treasure. And you step through the door into the temple. And then you hear a noise as the temple doors begin to close behind you. I want all of you to make perception checks. 12, 20, 15, uh, 21. Wait, <laughs> I feel like I want to perceive. Yeah, do it. Please do I it. I kind of want to perceive. I want to try again. I want to. Uh, uh, it's the last roll of the night. Okay, 23. So you hear the doors closing behind you, basically locking you into this temple. And you kind of all turn, but only you are, you see. Through the crack of this door, as, it's, as the doors are closing, you look out and you can see the two symbols on the walls have, are spinning. And deeper in the distance, sending right next to the shore of the river, you see a man with bronze skin, short braided hair, no shoes. Kandemir. He looks at you, sees you seeing him, and gives you a wink as the doors slam shut, leaving you all in the pitch blackness. And that's oh. where we're going to end it. I love that sound of it. Oh, we got in. <laughs> Locked in. Like, I don't like this dude. Oh, like, no. <laughs> fucking yeah. charm is the most frustrating <laughs> fucking spell. Well, Everyone has like plus 80 to so roll. No, the thing the... is, too, is I took char charm off of my signature spell so that I could have soothe. So I, we had a healing spell. Oh, so you're calling the uh, Operation Meat Shield, though. It was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, that's why the pawns go first. <laughs> but we were invisible, though, too. That's the other. That's true. But... Like, still, I feel like, like we would have been in a worse position if we 
if we were there, I feel like we would have gotten bumped into. Mm, or, like, sandwiched between them. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they still could have, like, bumped into us, you know? Oh, that's wild. At least we're in. Yes, but do you want to be? Yeah. In a lot of course, the, the great mystery, why was your strange friend closing the doors, and how did he do that? Dun, dun, dun. Something to think about and before next week. Did they need the whole... Was he just kidding around? Was it, like, when you are, like, a child, and you think you can, like, force open automatic doors because your parents... Oh, no, sorry. Your, your mic's that's, pointing. That's, oh, that's I didn't know. We that's need my... That. Thank we need you. that on film. Thank I, you. You're, you're on the mic enough where I can I can raise the levels, but... Thanks, I forgot. Cool. Yeah, we're not <laughs> technically off the area. Shelby doesn't know our routine. Yeah, we, we gotta say our outros. I'm so green. So, a bit to think about. And also, you're all going to level seven, even Yay. though Shelby's only had one game to play as level six and haven't even actually had a Screw combat you! <laughs> Screw I, you! You I, have more stuff to memorize now. <laughs> life is easy. And as per GG, easy. my uh, house rule, uh, upon going to level seven, you will get either a free language or a free point, uh, or sorry, free training level, whatever they're called, in a lore skill. So you can boost up a lore you already have. Where you can get a new lore at the trained level. And since you're level 7, you can now start pushing your skills to master level. Ooh. Which is really good, because that plus 6. Plus 6 will do it. This is when things start to get dirty and ugly. Just in time. Is there Ashaheen lore? I'm Um, If you wanted to... Del- I, oh yeah, I think I actually already mentioned that. I would be okay with you taking trained level in Ashaheen in Lore Ashaheen because you've been working. Well, they've been working with Morgana, but um, close work. enough. Uh, <laughs> you're 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 Beckus adjacent, so you know okay. you know some stuff. Uh, but you cannot take the language. Oh, okay. Yeah, the language you cannot take yet because you do not have enough samples or any of that stuff to even try to figure it out. So of what? The, no, the Ashaheen, Ashaheen uh, language. The yeah. actual Ash- ancient Ashaheen yeah. language. You have to read that for a while. So we have the, I have the glasses. We can read any Ashraim we need. Yep. You do have the uh, conundrum goggles, I think they're called. Yeah, we have like, we found glasses that I think you can read every language. Call them reedy boys. I love, yeah. I love, <laughs> yeah. I love a good pair of reedy cheaters. boys. Where are my cheaters? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening at home. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media shit, we have a Twitter and we have a Instagram that may get updated in a week or two and we have a buy me a coffee page where you can pay three dollars to name places persons things and yeah i think that's it is that it am i done i believe so awesome i'm jason i've been the game master uh i went first so yeah i'm sam and i was ori i'm molly and i was playing carl and i'm jordy and i was playing becca's brandywine and I'm Shelby, and I played Aria Speedwagon for the first time. <laughs> oh my god, that actually works. All right, thank you. Bye bye. Good night. Bye. This Real Housewives clip is a nightmare. Just watch. How you guys doing? Good. Good. All right.
Ready for episode 41.5? 41.5. <laughs> Well, um, something happened. Episode? Something happened. Yes. Someone made soup. Someone made a mistake and didn't turn their microphone. I'll, I'll, I'll leave. Mistakes to turn were made. My <laughs> microphone was left off for the whole and, episode. You know, I didn't and make any mistakes because we've been able to pick you up in the other microphone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone who had that soup would say that there were no mistakes made there. That soup was so <laughs> fucking was really good. good. <laughs> I've talked about that yeah. soup to like three or four people. <laughs> what kind of soup did you make? I made, it was him. I made he made chicken this soup and dumpling too. soup. It's like wow. my favorite. I'll make it again. Soon. I'm gonna I'm gonna cook the next time. Once I once office. I get to trusting you all again to making sure that the mics are turned on. <laughs> Do and I maybe, have to make sure this? No, is and on? maybe I'll Has start. Maybe I'll start. Time? We checked them. No, okay, we, no, I we checked, checked them. Yeah. No, and maybe I'll start my soup a little earlier too. Maybe someone can help me chop the ingredients. When we were kids, it was so different. Like just thinking back, like. Before everyone had cell phones, do you guys remember that? Like you just like mm-hmm. you like left home and then like you were just unreachable. If there was a payphone. Like yeah. there was a payphone. Nobody could find you. Like it once you're like you're gone. Like it's you're gone. Yeah, like, like, you're essentially off grid. Mm-hmm. It was kind of nice. It's like hope you remember your home phone. Or if you just like went out and played, and they're like, "Okay, be back be at home this time." Like, I don't know be if the time is ever. Just so. be home before the street lights run yeah. because like yeah. you ain't got no watch on either. You know what I mean? Like, not if you. Not the younglings, Carl. <laughs> not the younglings. It is easy. <laughs> what, baby murder? Less hit points. They burst so satisfying. It's all over like dominoes. I wanted to be, I would like this on record. I wanted to be a water sommelier before that man was a water sommelier. Really? That's all. Because a what? I. A water sommelier. Because anytime I would travel somewhere, especially like across country, my thing would be when you go to gas stations, I would get like a different water mm-hmm. and I'd collect them all and I'd pour them into little shot glasses. And someone should have been like, is this girl autistic? <laughs> because I would just <laughs> sit there and make water notes on Joe's from Ohio. Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. <laughs> oh, uh, I was about to but that's not. Oh, I like that. I like it. Plums are tart. Yeah. I like plums. <laughs> I know, but it's too. It's too image. It's too. Yeah, I do absolutely just see two plums. <laughs> like, okay, with areolas. <laughs> yeah, Shelby. Um, I'm gonna be leveling up after this game. So <laughs> this is my favorite part. Actually, yep. I just came to build the character <laughs> and out. have Jordy remember it. Well, I mean, Ollie didn't know who that. Rob Thomas was, so that was on him. I mean, Matchbox 20. I couldn't name a Matchbox 20 song. I just stare at the wall, the ceiling, and make friends with the shadows. Um, staring at the ceiling, making friends with shadows. Is that a Matchbox 20 song? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, I think so. What was their big hit? I'm not crazy. Just kidding. Is that? I'm just a little alone. Well, I don't know. Oh, that was right my now, you can't Maybe. tell. No. Yeah, it is. It is it? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> See a different side of me. I was mm-hmm. thinking of... I What's that song called? <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. Do I, I know who Rob right. Thomas is. Right. I'm not right. a right. fan right. of right. the band. Would you, if you were allowed to, would you get inside of a drum of mayo? No, I hate mayo. you like the worst would, thing no. ever. <laughs> is it? You'd never if stop it was, smelling like mayonnaise. I mean... I think I'd want to try it. <laughs> it's good for your skin. It, yeah, just get your hair in there. If it was pudding, yes. Pudding... Mayonnaise, yeah, I, no. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to eat the mayo. If it was real mayonnaise. Uh, would you eat pudding that you'd swam in? Like, would you yeah. jump into a pool full of pudding and oh, eat yeah. it as you swam in Oh, it? yeah. 
I would check. <laughs> if, I knew, if I knew that was a, I would. The thing is, first. is pudding is good hot and cold, but <laughs> mayonnaise, I, like the oils, but again, and like you don't getting hot and well, I love mayo. I'm a, I'm on the mayo train. I would jump in. Also, like hot if it was mayo, real mayo, sound like a good. Thing. No miracle whip. Yeah, no miracle it has to be real mayo. <laughs> If like it was like a, real, like not sponsored. I have by. standards. Yeah. No hypothetical. <laughs> swim in mayonnaise. A hot tub full of mayonnaise or a hot tub full oh. of pudding. Get what out. Would you oh, get into? Hot, hot tub full of pudding. Yeah, yeah. hot tub's different. One hundred percent. Than a drum. Neither. Can you imagine what the what the <clears> jets would sound like in a hot tub full of? Pudding? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how gross a hot tub full of warm mayo would feel on your skin? I think it would feel kind of cool. I just don't want to get in it. I don't want to smell it. I would yeah, smell hot thing too, I don't yeah. want to smell hot mayo. <laughs> mm. That's These the important questions we ask here. It smells like the bun of a chicken sandwich after you take the top off. It's like <laughs> it would just turn into like like scrambled eggs after a while. It would have to. Yeah. And that I would also get into a hot tub full of scrambled <laughs> eggs. <laughs> Not a deal breaker. <laughs> Not a deal. Just use your imagination, listeners.